Hey, this is Nate Harrison, and you're listening to Worship Culture. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today. This is the second podcast um, that I'm posting. The first one was just kind of an intro, so this is technically um, the first uh, informational podcast, and I just really appreciate you listening. Um, Today we're going to talk about what is a worship pastor. Um, We're going to talk about a couple of roles that a worship pastor has. Um, So let's go ahead and get into it. So there are two parts. to being a worship pastor and that's those parts are in that very title actually there's the worship part of it and then there's the pastor part of it um, and I think I think sometimes we actually forget about both of these and we let something else take over we let either our ego or the expectations that are put on us take over um, are what we are called to do so today I just want to talk about each individual word in the title of what we call a worship pastor. So the first and usually the one that we think of most um, of those two words is the word worship. When we think of a worship pastor, most people who have any church experience at all think of a person who leads the music on Sunday mornings. Um, it, this position used to be called a music minister. Um, can also be called a worship leader. But whenever I tell somebody, hey, I'm a worship pastor at a church, then they usually... Um, if they know what that is, they'll say, oh, you lead the songs on Sunday mornings. Um, and while there is a lot more to that, um, they're actually right. We, as worship pastors, are responsible for half or more than half of the service on any given Sunday. Um, and because of that, we have to prepare well for this part of our job. We have to uh, put time and effort into that time that we've been given on a Sunday morning. And to do that, we have to practice our craft. Whether you're a guitar player, a keyboard player, a vocalist, a violinist, um, whatever your craft may be for that, um, God has given you this craft in order for you to lead in this way. Um, And so you have to practice that craft. In Psalm 33, verses 1 through 3, it talks about them playing skillfully for the Lord. And so I want to encourage you to, to practice that craft. To, to, we want to play skillfully uh, every, every um, time we lead people. We also need to develop uh, our team. We have musicians and vocalists and, um, that, that we are called to develop. So we want to develop them professionally. We also want to develop them within uh, leadership as well. And so what we want to do is we want to set them up for success and we want to extend trust to them. Um, so setting them up for, accept, for success is giving them the things they need in order for them to be successful. Um, and then we need to extend trust to them in assisting um, or even taking on a part of that worship leading. Um, and then you, as the worship pastor, have to prepare yourself for each week. You need to study the songs. You need to know what it says uh, about the theology of the songs. You need to pray that God would prepare your heart for leading, um, I know that's one thing that that I've I've really been working on over the past few weeks is just praying um, for for the people, uh, but also praying for me that God would prepare me as well. And then you also need to take the journey that you're asking other people to go on before they go on it. Okay, you need to take the journey that you're asking other people to go on before they go on it. Now, I know that sounds confusing, so let me explain. 
So when we're putting together a worship set and a service, we're looking to get people from point A um, to point B, or this could be point E or point M, whatever that point is. We're, we're looking to get people from one point to another point. In other words, we're trying to take them on a journey from one place, the place where they're at, to a new place. And the songs, the keys that we do the songs in, the band that plays the songs, the feel of the whole set, um, they are all important to accomplish this. And depending on where you feel God wants to take your people will determine which songs, what instrumentation, and every other decision that goes into the service. Now, in order to lead people on the journey, we have to have already taken the journey ourselves. Okay, we have to have already taken the journey before we lead other people to do that. And this means that you need to have some sort of inclination of what part and what points of the service is going to be powerful, not because of, of just the way you think it's going to happen, but because you have already been there. You have already experienced this song set or this service that you've done. So here's what I'm saying. I'm saying pick a day and go through the service by yourself. You see where God is speaking to you throughout the service, uh, throughout the flow of service if you need to change something, um, but see where God is speaking to you, and then you already have taken the journey that you're leading your people on. Okay, And when it comes to the service, you can pick people up where they're at because you already know where you're headed. Okay, You can pick people up where they are because you already know where you are headed. And all this is be just because you have taken the journey yourself. Okay, So I want to encourage you, take the journey that you're leading other people on before Sunday morning or before Tuesday night, whenever your service is, whether you're leading two people, whether you're leading 20,000 people, take the journey before you lead other people on that journey. Another thing that we do, oftentimes we see that first song as just a way to get people in the worship center and in their seats. I know I'm, I've been guilty of this plenty of times. Um, now, one thing I've been trying to do is I've been trying to find a way to make this part of the service and not just the opening act. So I want to encourage you to do the same thing. I want you to find a way, however you have to do it, to make that first song part of the service and not just the opening act. In other words, not just the time where people come in, not just the time where people are starting to figure out, okay, now it's time to have church, but we want to we want to do something, have some sort of transition in people's minds in order to get them from the point of, hey, I'm walking in the worship center to before that first song, hey, now, what is God calling me for this service? Um, and the way that I've recently been doing that is by what I call a call to worship. Okay, call to worship. We start out our service with a quick welcome, um, and that's usually a couple minutes before the tech, the the service starts. Actually, um, and then so what, usually what I do is I do a I do a quick welcome, say thanks for coming. Um, I, we have speakers in our hallway, and so I say, if you're in the hallway, we would love for you to join us in the worship center. We're going to start in just a few minutes, um, and then I'll go back um, with my team and, and pray and, and do any last-minute preparations that we need um, for no more than two or three minutes. Um, and then we go out on the stage, um, and, and uh, either me or another worship leader will read Scripture, say something uh, that maybe God has given us um, for that week, a little, a little prophetic word or something like that. And that what that does is that starts to prepare people's minds. Okay, it lets people uh, know just a little bit of what they are to expect in that service. So 
Um, it starts preparing their minds, preparing their hearts, saying, okay, this is the transition to get me into this first song. This also helps people prepare their hearts and, and refocus. Okay, so what we're doing is, is we're saying, hey, these next songs we're going to sing, they're not just songs, they're, um, but, but this is what we're singing about, um, or something like that. Um, and so we want people to, to get into the worship center, the auditorium, and refocus before that first song. And then when we start the first song, I want you to read the entire room during the first minute, okay? This will help you know where your people are and how to best lead them on the journey that you've already taken. Okay, this will help you know where people are, where your people are, and how to best lead them on the journey that you have already taken. Now, we don't know how God wants to change the room until we know where the room is from the very beginning. Okay, so I want you to read the room during that first minute, read the entire room, see where people are at, and then God um, allow God to lead you um, to help facilitate and help with changing the room. Okay, now this is a perfect segue into the next part of being a worship pastor. Um, and that part is that pastor word. Um, we, we talked about worship, now I want to talk about pastor. And you have to know how to pastor your people well. Now some of you may actually be, be worship leaders by title. Um, but I want to encourage you to still pastor the people that God has entrusted to you. That could be um, a couple people. It could be uh, a couple hundred people. But I want you to think right now. I want you to take just a second. I want you to think of the people that are in your band or on your team. Okay, like I said, it could be two people. It could be you and a, a piano player. Um, but I want you to think of those people that are on your team. It could be uh, four or five hundred people. Now, these are the people that God has given you to pastor, okay? The people on your team are there, um, and they are the people that God has given you to pastor. Whether they're older than you, younger than you, um, more mature than you, less mature than you, you and I are called to be pastors before we are called to be singers or musicians, Um so that's that's going to include meeting up with your team, pouring into your team with scripture. Um, uh, we talked earlier about about um, developing your team. Um, a, a lot of this goes into that as well. So um, pray for your team. That's that's a, a big part of it. If you're if you're praying for your team, um, then you're already on a, on a good start. Um, so I, I want to encourage you pastor the team that God has given you. Uh, now also another part of being a worship pastor is pastoring people through that 20 to 35 minutes um, for, for most of you that you've been trusted with on a Sunday morning or during that service time. Okay, uh, Time is a very valuable thing and if you've been entrusted with just a little bit of a person's time, don't take that lightly. Okay, You need to know enough about your church people to know what songs they need to sing. You need to know what transitions need to look like. Um, you need to know um, what needs to be said to help encourage or empower them to worship. You're called to be a worship pastor or a worship leader. And to do that, you have to know where your people are at. So I want to encourage you um, just to get to know your people. I want, I want you, um, you to... Uh, to to know them on a more more personal level um, that will also allow you to read the room um, within that first minute on a Sunday morning. Um, so I want to talk about three things on how to get better 
uh, as a worship pastor. There's there's three just practical applications that I want to go through, um, and then we'll be finished for today. Um, so let's let's talk about three things. All right. So how do we get better? Number one, the first practical application is open your eyes on a Sunday morning. Okay, while you're singing the song, don't get into the habit of closing your eyes. You need to see the people. If you can't see them, you can't lead them. And and even though somebody may have told you uh, at some point um, to to just let have lead people by lead people in worship by worshiping, um, I want to encourage you to be more more uh, diligent than that. I want you to worship, but I also um, want you to know where your people are. So open your eyes during the songs. See the people. Don't be afraid to make eye contact. Um, there's there's something about seeing people's eyes where you can actually read them, you can read the room, and you can steer people where you think uh, that God is calling you to to lead people. You want to take them on this journey once again. Um, and to take them on the journey they need to go on, you need to know where they're at. So open your eyes on Sunday mornings. Number two, uh, I want you... Uh, I want to encourage you to make one touch point before and one touch point after the service with somebody you don't know. Okay, one touch point before and one touch point after the service. This could be as easy as just going shaking their hand, saying, "Hey, thanks for coming," um, or you could talk with them for thirty or forty minutes because um, it's it's really easy for us to sneak in and out on a Sunday morning, whether. Yeah, it's back into our office or backstage or if you have a green room or, or anything like that. It's really easy for worship team, worship pastors, uh, musicians to sneak off. And so I want to encourage you um, to know your church family. Get involved. Know people and listen to people, okay? One touch point before and one touch point after the service with people that you don't know. And number three, something we've been talking about this whole time, is go on the journey. Okay, I want to encourage you to take the journey before a Sunday or before it's the service time. Um, whether it's a Saturday or a Wednesday or whatever day of the week. Uh, put the songs in a playlist and listen to them. Um, now, don't put them on just in the background while you're doing something else. But I want you to take the time um, to listen to those four, five, six, however many songs you do. And actually intentionally listen to them to see how God speaks to you through the songs, the lyrics, transitions. Um, and maybe he will even give you some guidance on how to pass your people through the journey you're leading them on. Okay, So the three things. How do we, how do we get better this week? Practical application. You want to open your eyes during the service. You want to make one touch point before and one touch point after the service with somebody that you don't know, and then go on the journey before the service. Okay, you want to take the journey that you're leading other people on before that service. Okay. All right. Thanks so much for listening to Worship Culture. Um, on the next podcast, we're going to go just a little bit deeper into what it means to pastor the people that you're called to pastor. Um, so make sure and tune in. Um, if you'd like to leave a review, that would be great as well. And also, if you're using the Anchor app, um, which I would encourage you to, if you aren't, um, you can just download that on the App Store um, and subscribe to Worship Culture. Um, you can call in, and I would uh, love to hear from you guys and answer any questions that you have. Um, uh, so uh, feel free to do that, and we'll get those answered on next week's podcast if there are any. Um, but thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.